Welcome, everybody, to the Bento Box Gaming Podcast, episode 7. As always, I am your host, Nicholas Takanakis, and joining me is Jordan. Say hello, Jordan. Howdy. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. It's been a long day. Uh, I'm doing a bit of home renovation, so I haven't been able to play uh, any video games at all this week. I'm redoing my uh, game room. It used to be like a uh, a Legend of Zelda green and gold, and I'm just making it a lot more of like a, like a normal color now. Okay. <laughs> uh, something that's, you know, more fashionable and can help with resale in the future. Um, more, more neutral color. Yeah, yeah. Not something as strong as the the emerald uh, Hyrulean it's a, green. It's a very for for obviously because people listening to this haven't been in your house. Uh, I've been over. It's a very strong. It is very it is, strong. Green. It is aggressive. It's aggressive. And, yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that you know getting some work done. We've uh, finished. Uh, Grace has been helping me a lot with it. Um, we finished priming. We might do one more coat. We're or just going over some spots that might need it more. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're close to all we got to do is paint. And then we're going to put in a a new floor, take out the carpet and put in some laminate flooring. Well, I might have to hire you too, because I've been, I've been house hunting. So definitely going to need some painters and some people who install some floors. You know, (laughs) each and every time, this is now our third home improvement project that we've done together. The first one was painting Grace's room. The second mm-hmm. was uh, one day, like randomly, her like shelves in her closet just collapsed, um, and we had to do that. And this is now three. Every time, there's always like a, a peak of frustration because the this this stuff just like sucks. Like you know, <laughs> it's it's easy enough, but it's just so tiring. Like it takes like a lot of physical exertion. Yeah, uh, and, and it's always to the point to where like we come out on the other side of it stronger. So if you ever look in the bond, like you know, I I will gladly do that with you, and we will come out on the other side of that mountain as a stronger podcast duo. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but that's cool. That's 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 fun. Um, yeah, as I I briefly mentioned, while well, you said you were doing home improvement stuff, I've been touring homes and whatnot. And uh, that's been an adventure as how's, well. How's it been? It's honestly the the best way I can describe looking for a home is like trying to find a uh, a suitable mate on like a <laughs> dating app on like Tinder. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of catfishing involved with the uh, the wide angle lenses that these uh, realtors <laughs> use to take a picture of the houses, and then all of the unknowns. Uh, I would say in a lot of the ways, it's the same. It's the same process. It's just one is vastly more expensive and uh, a much longer <laughs> commitment than the other. Um, I, I don't know, actually. You know, I mean, I didn't say which one, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll leave that to to your discretion. Um, but nevertheless, we have some some stuff to talk about this week, as always. Um, we have a rumored new Switch model coming, which I feel like that's a rumor every week now. <laughs> um, some PS5 pre-orders went out. Uh, we got some new information from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart from uh, this week was this past week, I believe, or weekend was Gamescom. Uh, a riveting update 
to the Apple versus Epic legal battles and uh, a Dragon Ball Fighters update as well for those of you into that game. Um, but before we get started into all that game stuff, I felt it proper to to spend a little bit of time real quick just talking about a uh, an actor that we lost this past Friday, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Most people who I imagine listen to this podcast probably best know him from uh, his role as Black Panther King T'Challa. Uh, but just a overall just dynamite dynamite actor, great person, did a lot of stuff for um like uh kids that were cancer patients terminally ill cancer patients and um overall from what we can see from the uh the the people who knew him best both his family and his co-workers were just saying how how much of a powerful and driving force he was and how much of a great person he was and unfortunately we lost him to an unknown battle with uh colon cancer this past friday and uh super Super out of nowhere, super striking news. It, it honestly, it took me a little bit to process. Uh, how 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 do you feel? Like how how did it affect you? Oh, it's it's so depressing. Like yeah, I, I remember I first saw it. I was at work and I was like just looking at my wa- uh, Apple Watch because like I got a text from a group chat, and then it was just like it was uh, from one of my friends, just like guys in all cap, Chadwick Boseman died, and like I didn't even like no one knew about his his cancer battle so it was super out of left field and you know it's really crazy to think about how it was a five-year battle with cancer he gave us he went on the civil war press tour he then gave us uh the other two uh black panther endgame then also uh the bloods and 21 bridges all mm-hmm. while battling colon cancer and keeping it secret, it, he is the definition of not letting can- his battle with cancer define him. Like, yeah, like cancer may have ended up taking his life, but he still kicked cancer's ass. Like, yeah, I mean, personally, I, I, you know, after dealing with that uh, with a family member firsthand, like, like that was incredible that he could manage to literally do all of that and keep up with it. And honestly, yeah. in some respect, I feel like maybe that's what kept him going and that's what kind of kept him healthy and kept yeah. him, you know, better. It, but, uh, like, and it's so, it's a little surreal that like, obviously you, like you said, he's best known for black Panther and that character is all about like strength and honor. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like those are the two words that really, best surmise him during yeah. this battle is just strength and like the like that just takes so much like courage and perseverance to just fight through all of it mm-hmm. and like for sure you know prayers to his family and everything but there there's very few living actors and, and actors in general that have had as much impact like culturally as chadwick boseman yeah, no, I agree. And like he's definitely, you know, in I'm a I'm a huge huge Marvel fan. I love all the movies. Um, but to me like he he is he is King of the Child. Like there's there's he nobody is. else who could have possibly done a better job for that role in bringing that character to life. So, just an immense loss and yes, like you said prayers prayers to his family and you know, um I I guess it's also a a wake-up call to, you know, if if you should be going regularly to the doctor checkups and all that stuff, because that's definitely one of those things you want to catch early. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, prayers to his family 
and just a just an immense an immense loss. But uh, yeah, um, Wakanda forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to 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 shift to to some lighter stuff. Um, I mentioned in the in the opening, uh, we have rumors of a new Switch model. Uh, coming in 2021 did you did you see this yeah i haven't seen like this latest one like but i feel like i've seen them just about like you said it was like every single week there's a new leak about it uh yeah so tell me what about this one is different so this is the first quote first serious performance upgrade to the switch since the release in march in 2017 uh, this is a, an article from The Verge that's quoting Bloomberg, saying that Nintendo has looked into including more computing power and 4K high-definition uh, definition graphics. While the Economic Daily News mentions improved visuals, Nintendo did release two new Switch models last year, but they used a more power-efficient version of the original hardware to enable a small form factor and a better battery life without noticeable performance improvements. So um, basically what they're referring to is we got a mid... I don't want to say mid-cycle, but we got a... A newer Switch model, though, it, they didn't really make a big deal about it. But if you noticed um, in the past couple years or so, the the box of the Switch kind of changed the retail box. Did it really? Um, yes. So the original retail box was the the first run of the Switches, and now that newer retail box it has like an all red uh, coloring. Yes. Um, that's the newer model that uses the Switch Lite processor um, and has a better battery. You're right. Yes. Um. So you get better a a, a a couple hours more battery life, and a more um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a better performing chip. Um, so we got that, and then like I said, we also got the Switch Lite, which was a technically a new version of of the Switch. There's no really details. Uh, about what we're gonna get from it. Um, but they did mention that the the X1 Tegra chip that the Switch uses um, made it into the Google Pixel C tablet as well as the NVIDIA Shield uh, set-top boxes. Wow. Um, so, like, this is a chip that already, I think they use it, the, the NVIDIA Shield in Japan, I believe, um, is backwards compatible with, like, Wii games and shit. Really? Yeah, that's, like, one of the things, that, it's, like, a weird thing that, either Japan or China, one of the two. Um, but uh, I don't know. Let's see, Nvidia Tegra. I don't know if that chip can do 4K. Okay, never mind. Uh, well, no, that doesn't necessarily mean. Uh, so from what I can tell, the X1 Plus processor can upscale HD video to 4K using the power of artificial intelligence, crisper, clearer video, enhanced 4K. So basically, um, the newest uh, Nvidia Shield set-top box, um can upscale to 4k mm-hmm. um whether or not we're gonna get that in this i don't know that's that's neither here nor there really um but i don't know I me mean, if if we got a new enhanced switch model like a switch pro what would you want out of it i think the biggest thing would be uh a 4k like i'm not looking for like a switch pro per se but so mm-hmm. i can just say what i would like expect out of it mm-hmm but uh, just because I'm really happy with, like, the Switch as is, 
but I, you know, obviously they could improve upon like load times, faster processing, a longer mm-hmm. battery would be really nice. I do find sometimes that that battery does die. Oh, I have the original, the launch one. Same. So I don't have, well, I shouldn't say launch because I got mine when Odyssey came out, uh, which wasn't too far long after launch, but still. Uh, so f- faster processing, a longer battery, because sometimes that that it dies really fast. And then maybe I this is something where it like not for me because I personally am fine with playing it in handheld mode, but I've met so many people that hate playing the Switch in handheld mode. So I love handheld. Yeah, I love it too. Oh, not anything against the handheld itself. It's about the the grips. They hate the Joy Cons mm-hmm. in handheld mode. So maybe there's some kind of improvement they could make there that makes it more conducive to handheld without having to buy a like third party grip. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like like I said, I really like the Joy Cons personally. Like, yeah, they're small, but like I I just I find them comfortable to me at the very least, even when like holding them sideways. But yeah, I know I'm in the minority with that. <laughs> um. I was going to say, honestly, I don't want 4K out mm-hmm. of the Switch. Because honestly, like, I would rather have a a, fra- a faster frame rate than better resolution. Like, I'd rather have these games run at, like, 60 frames at 1080p. I feel like Nintendo doesn't really need 4K, honestly, to, no. to make, like, really pretty games. Like, no, I, feel, I feel like they would not. take much better advantage of a higher frame rate than they would... Uh, then they would take advantage of 4K. Yeah, and the other problem with that, with the 4K chip, is that you most likely couldn't use that in handheld mode because it would destroy the battery. Yeah, that's true. So, if anything, I wouldn't want 4K because you wouldn't be able to use it in handheld mode, which I guess automatically, if you undock the Switch, it might do the thing where it does now where, like, you know the performance of the switch yeah the performance of the switch changes whether it's docked or undocked like i said i really wouldn't wouldn't want 4k what i would want out of this like i said 1080p 60 frames um an amoled screen a real glass amoled screen instead of this plastic bullshit that they put on the switch now and a revised joy con that doesn't fucking break yeah (laughs) because the joy con drift uh, not only carried over into the newer version 2 Switch, but also carried over to the Switch Lite, which is inherently a much bigger problem on the Switch Lite because the Joy-Con is built into the system <laughs> and is not removable from the system. No, it's not. So that that's what I would want, like a, a, an addendum to that. Let's revise the Joy-Con, you know, fix the problem with that because that's an obvious issue that needs to be taken care of. Big time. And then, like I said, just, you know, better frame rate but even like looking at the games now that i play like i i don't think i've ever played a game on the switch that's been like chugging and if it is it's more so i feel a an issue with the developer than it is the the actual game itself now i mean there there's caveats to that right like i feel like there's a lot of games that are getting ported to the switch that have no business being ported like the outer worlds has no business being ported to the switch i i couldn't agree with that more yeah, but like there's other games like Diablo that run like fantastic on the Switch and like have constantly high frame rates and constantly high performance. You know, Zelda, while it's not my cup of tea, looks beautiful on the system. It does. Um, you know, there's a lot of games that I can look at, like Odyssey, I feel like looks really great. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't need a lot of performing power and maybe like an upgrade too to the onboard storage. But then again, we have mm-hmm. the the micro SD, which that's that's more than fine with me. Yeah, um, the the micro SD is. I would like if they kind of reconfigured the layout of some of the ports and whatnot. Like yeah, the headphone port being at the bottom. Whose dumb idea was that? Wait, it's on the bottom on your. Or is that's at the top? Wait, no. What's the one on the? Oh, sorry. The the. Oh my god, what is it that's it's on like the eight? bottom? It doesn't let you stand. Oh, the the charging port. That's what it is. Sorry. Oh yeah. The USB C being at the bottom. Such yeah. A, like at least like I understand why because like you know for docked mode and stuff, but it you can't charge it while having it stand or like you can't charge it in really in handheld mode unless you're like holding it physically, mm-hmm. which is again like you need a like you need it to buy an accessory in order to play it while like while not on the dock while charging. See, I- I would love if they just if they changed it around that maybe like the next switch had wireless charging and the dock was a big wireless charger for the switch. And then like you could close the type C port off when you're not using it for like docked mode and just have it sitting in the dock just charging. Ooh, I feel like that'd be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. The technology's there. I mean, like most smartphones nowadays have it. Um. So I feel like that'd be really cool. And overall, like maybe like some changes to the dock as well. The docks aren't terrible, but they do uh, do some damage to the switch sliding in and out. So maybe a, a smoother, more cushioned receptacle for the actual uh, the actual uh, switch port. Um, and also and to maybe... make that and to make that available separately, so that way people yeah. with current switches can buy a new and improved dock if they yeah. want. Yeah. And chances are, too, if we're going to get a high-performance switch, maybe a dock that has, like, some sort of built-in cooling Ooh. To, so the thing doesn't, you know, run yeah. itself ragged. That would also be smart. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess with all of that, that I would be convinced to buy another switch. Um, yeah, but... I, I'm not in the market at all for another switch. I'm mm-hmm. very happy. Like you were saying... I truly cannot think of a single moment playing on the Switch where I've had any kind of stutters, any kind of frame rate drop, any kind of, you know, draw distance issues, with the exception of Smash Bros. Online. Oh, well, that's a <laughs> and whole... then Even then, that's, that's internet. <laughs> that's, not, that's nothing wrong yeah. with the game. It's, that's not the Switch's fault. That's, like, the game server. So it's like, yeah. I truly do not have a single... Like, I cannot remember one of a of a game not running well on the switch yeah for sure um hopefully that's something that they fix soon although i will say um we recently held uh one of our tournaments this past monday and i don't know if it was because we closed it off to america only or what but the the online play for smash did seem much more palatable and smoother that's so like it was noticeable to me and i mean that's a game that i'm looking at you know a lot so that's really good though yeah good on them for that um i would also like to see them you know make a switch light that doesn't break as well because i actually i really love the switch light i like the idea of the switch light but i would never get one because like nick bought one nick uh stefan ac he bought one and like within the first week of him owning it the joy con broke no way yeah and i was like 
Yeah, it just broke. It just started drifting. That's awful. And I would have bought one too, because like that, I would have been like, oh, I can make this like a mobile system. Like leave my my Animal Crossing one at home and just have all downloadable games on here and just make like a little, yeah, you know, portable. Like I wouldn't put anything huge on there. Um, I've actually been downloading a lot of like those uh, game collections, so like the Sega game collections and stuff like that. And that's what I would have used it for, just for like a, a game library on the go. Mm-hmm. But then they were like, mm, we're gonna we're gonna keep breaking these uh, Joy Cons. I was like, oh no, never mind. Uh, that's rough, especially because they looked mm. nice too. They had a very nice aesthetic to them, a nice design. I, yeah, I wanted the peach one or the pink colored one. Yeah, I, I think I probably would have gone with the yellow personally. That's originally what I wanted, but then the pink one came out, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to get a clear case and put Kirby's face on the back of it." Ooh, that that's that's a move. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred percent the move. But uh, yep, no, not touching them. Not touching them until I, at least they, I know they fixed it. Um. So, but, uh, talking about performance, I wanna I wanna move on to our next uh, little thing. Yes, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. They showed that off for GamesCon uh, opening night live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Rift Apart is gonna have two different modes: one running in 4K at 30 FPS, and the other running at a quote unquote lower resolution. They didn't say whether that's 1080 or uh, 1440 at 60 frames per second. What's your initial reaction to that? So it's confusing, honestly, right? Because they're using the new Radeon RDNA 2 chipset, and they're using a processor that's built off of the Ryzen 3000 mm-hmm. uh, model. So that that console should have no problem running 4K 60 FPS, right? Like my my computer right now that's using... Much older technology, mind you. Like my computer, I built, I want to say three to four years ago. I'm using an Intel i7 7700K processor, and this is probably all Latin to you, and uh, <laughs> a Radeon RX 580. Both at this point, in in computer terms, are age chipsets, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's been I feel like two or three new generations of Intel processors since mine came out, um, and I think one or two new versions of the Radeon graphics card that came out. Cause I think mine isn't Vega based or it might be, I don't exactly remember what mine's based off of, but either way, my point is, is that PS five is using the newest version of Radeon graphics and rate and um, AMD processors, um, which should have absolutely no issue running these games at 4k 60 frames. So, I'm going to attribute this to maybe it's a not knowing how to use the hardware issue. You know what I mean? No, I I completely agree with that. Or maybe like Rift Apart. I mean, Rift Apart, I wouldn't even say it was a game that was started on the PS4 then moved development to the PS5 because it's very much so... When you boil it down, it's very much a tech demo for the PS5, right? Because the whole rift apart thing is you're you're constantly pulling yourself through different dimensions with no load time. And it's it's kind of to show that stuff off. It's to show off the ray tracing, it's to show off all of that that new technology that they're packing into the PS5. Um so this I feel like is just kind of just them not knowing or not being able to harness the full power of the system yet. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, as we know too, if you if you look at other consoles on launch, like 
you can look at a PS4 launch game and look at like a PS4 game now. Like, oh, I yeah. guess like the, the way I can t- I can I can explain this is like look at Infamous Second Son, Last of Us Two. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, even if you want to go the same developer, Infamous Second Son, Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> like two wildly different games graphically. Yeah. Like, hundred percent. So this is obviously I feel like more of a beginning of a console's life cycle and just being uh, a novice when it comes to working with this stuff and maybe the real performance will start being cracked you know in a couple of years we'll see um but i mean i like that they add that in that they're they're going to give you a choice to run it yeah the the choice is definitely nice because you know some people do prefer like the 60 frames per second and some people would rather have the 4k like there, there are people that, like, given the choice, like, you know, they would rather, like, you know, like, they will have a decision. Like, they will know what decision they want to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, for me, I would rather have 60 frames at 1080p. Mm-hmm. I would rather have a, a constantly smooth running experience than a possibly choppy one. Because I feel like 4K30 and rt and like all the ray tracing stuff i don't know if you remember when they first showed this game off the original build of the level that they showed off looks super choppy yeah there was a lot of issues with like the shadows and the reflections a lot of the the Mm. smaller stuff in the and like not the like everything going on around the action not anything within the action itself yeah, so for me personally, like, and I forget how many games have done this at this point, but I, there's been a number of games this generation that have given you a choice of a performance mode or of a uh, mm-hmm. um, graphical mode. I always opt for the performance mode because while the graphical mode might look prettier, you're probably going to get a better experience out of the performance mode because a lot of my frustrations with games is when they don't run correctly. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have an experience that's going to, quote unquote runs smoother than one that looks prettier that's just me yeah i i remember vividly when infamous second son added an update where you could unlock it from 30 frames per second and at the time that was like a really big thing it was like whoa now we can play it higher than 30 frames per second and mm-hmm. like i turned it off and like I, there was also like an option to turn on like you could see like uh it was like you could see the data of how many frames per second were running like i played for like an hour with it on and uh another hour with it off and when i had it unlocked from 30 frames per second like yeah when there were like there were times when i was like in open field and be at like 45 frames per second then as mm-hmm. soon as i'd get into combat it would drop down to like 26 frames per second 25 and it was like mm-hmm. at, at that rate you might as well just kind of lock it to 30 for that performance. Yeah, yeah so, you might as well, because if you're fluctuating that much, y- y- I feel like you'd rather lock it. Yeah. Um, um, and but, I, I do also want to uh, bring up that uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Miles Morales is supporting 4K 60 frames per second and is also Insomniac Games. But I think we can kind of chalk that up to they're reusing a lot of assets. Uh, yeah, because it's they're... it's the same. Ex- it's at least you know according to what we've heard, it's pretty much the same exact world as Spider-Man PS4. So yeah, so I had think more time. The, the I think the the difference between these two games, I feel like Ratchet and Clank might be using a new engine for the PS5, 
whereas um, Spider-Man Miles Morales is using a um, a honed-in version of Spider-Man PS4's engine, right? Like, it's an older yeah. engine. It should run better. So I'm assuming that this is, like, a newer version of their engine that they're trying out on the PS5. Yeah, probably. Um, I will definitely be playing that game in 4K60. 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting. But, like I said, I'll probably be playing it lower res at 60 frames. Um, but I'll try it at both and just see how it is. Yeah, because um, if it's, like, stable at 4K30, which I imagined it would be, would be I don't think that it would mm-hmm. have variation. I think it'd just be locked in at 30 frames per second. Yeah. If it's that um, way, I, you know, but it's still nice to have that choice because some people prefer refresh rate to to uh, to pixels per inch. Um, I will say, though, and this is actually I, I wrote this in while you were talking because I, com- I completely forgot that this was a thing. Yes. And I feel like it's a good good little snippet to add to this conversation. Um, Sony wants to port more of their their games to PC. And where this kind of fits into this conversation is I've seen one game done very, very well and one game done not so well. Um, strangely in the same engine. And you can tell the difference because of the developer. Um, but I'm referring to uh, Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Death Stranding runs beautifully on my PC. And like that's the kind of performance I want. Like I want high frame rate and not necessarily 4k which i think i do run that game in 4k um but like that game on a higher frame rate and higher resolution looks beautiful on my pc conversely horizon zero dawn was outsourced runs like shit um <laughs> yeah they but they've had to do i think they've already released like two or three separate patches addressing yeah. issues it, it's been they've been playing catch up bad um, but I would still like to see more of their games ported to PC like they're talking about um, for the same reasons why you know we were just talking about Ratchet and Clank is I'd like to play a lot of their, their first party games at high resolutions and maybe in a more uh, a more performance minded environment. Um, I'm not sure what games they would port over, honestly, if they like just looking at my game collection right now, the games I would double dip on is like if they ported spider-man over i would buy it i would double dip on it yeah um uncharted double dip instantly um and maybe bloodborne on the Uh, pc yeah i was just gonna say i think bloodborne is a high high volume candidate for that yeah i don't know if they'll ever port any of like their high profile first party studios games because like i don't consider horizon a high high profile game like i i mean like they're system sellers so like I don't know. I mean, I'd be I'd be happy if they if they did, but I st- I don't think they will. I mean, what what games would you like to see them port over the PC? So uh, I might have missed. First, want to mention this comes from uh, Sony's most recent quarterly financial report. Uh, uh-huh. They they mention in the in their PlayStation section uh, that w- one thing that they want to do going forward is port more games to PC. Uh, for the for the listeners, give you a little bit of background on this. Uh, the biggest thing is really going to be like where how much of a gap is there between PS4 to PC mm-hmm. and i think it's going to stay roughly where it is like kind of currently probably closer to like death strandings than horizons uh-huh. cuz horizon was like a 2 year gap yeah whereas death stranding was less than a year 
Yeah, less than a year. Which that leads me to believe that that game was already in mind for a PC release even before we knew it. There was a lot of things pointing to that as well. Yeah. Um, just like random filings and whatnot. Um, and like advertisements. Yeah, um, there were, yeah. But uh, like I said, I'm here for it if they want to release more stuff, but I'll I'll be cautionary whatever I buy. Because like I said, we, we got like a 50-50 success rate right now <laughs> with, with their games. So I'll wait. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're kind of right along, r- on the right track with they won't get do the system sellers. Like Horizon 2, I don't think would ever be ported to PC. Like Horizon 1, mm-hmm. yes, because it was just a smaller IP at the time. It wasn't like Horizon now, like that IP has some respect on its name. You know, mm-hmm. that that's a that like that is now a certified system seller. Uh, mm. Uncharted might be another one where it's granted Uncharted's f- most likely done. So I'll just say, I think it's, that series is done. I, I kind of hope it is. I'd be a little bummed if they do anything more with it. I think I think it's I, I like I think it's done. Like you don't need to milk that story anymore. So mm-hmm. that's a big candidate. I don't think God of War would ever be ported no but again i would a thousand times buy god of war oh if yeah it's the pc um, um but because sony's whole mindset is that they get painted with this almost uh knocked my mic there sorry about that uh oh goodness. sony gets painted with this anti-consumer brush a lot mm-hmm. uh but really they're not anti-consumer they're just pro playstation to the core and that includes like being anti Xbox, and yeah, I, and maybe even more so like anti Microsoft. Which, like you know, if you port games onto PC, that's still giving like you know more usage to what, what like every PC runs Windows, except for like the two percent of people in the whole world that use Linux. <laughs> <laughs> that and Mac. So, but um, but no one's playing games on a Mac though. Uh, that's I mean, that's why I didn't really bring that up. Aspire developer is uh, doing pretty good and keeping stuff coming <laughs> to the Mac. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what they announce in the future. Um, so yeah, I believe it's, it's certainly I I do think that there is going to be a huge uh, place for like their smaller exclusives. Like mm-hmm. uh, I'm, it's escaping like something like Concrete Genie. Yeah, I think Concrete Concrete Genie Genie would give that would get a terrific like second bounce of of money from being on Steam or, you know, like I'm I'm only able to think of yeah dreams. That's another one that that actually be really good, um, depending on what they envision the future for that with the PS5 granted. But um, I'm I'm only able to think of like PS3 like indie titles of like things like mm-hmm. Journey, Flower, uh, Ho Hokum, these like smaller indie. Those are already, I think are already on Steam. If they are, like that's yeah, like even more so. Like those smaller PlayStation like indie, but obviously they're not indie because they're funded by Bring PlayStation. Pat upon to PC. Pat up like actually though. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Give me some multiplayer too. Um, but, uh, I believe this, uh, next little snippet too, was out, was this out of that same financial report about, yes, it um, was. so yeah, out of that same financial report, uh, there was something that came out that they're what interested in buying more developers or something. So they said that Sony, uh, SIE, Sony interactive entertainment is 
current like currently looking and kind of like phrases like they're always looking to mm-hmm. add more talent into their PlayStation studios. And they used like specific buzzwords of like innovative. And they also use uh, one word that's getting brought up a lot is invest. They want to invest in studios and that could be taken two different ways, either mm-hmm. kind of like how they literally invested financially into Epic games or invest in the way that Microsoft is with the initiative in building studios from the ground up. So yeah. there's two different ways to take that one. But uh, they did specifically mention they want to acquire studios to join uh, PlayStation Studios and strengthen their first party lineup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of good talent out there. And I mean, even like looking at it objectively, there's been a lot of studios that kind of shudder recently, like good studios. Um, I don't know if you you saw this past week, but there's actually a mass leaving of uh, the what the hell is their name? The Skullgirls developer. Let me see. Here. Oh, um, Lordy, I used to know it. Wait, isn't that the same people that made? No, I'm thinking of Guilty Gear. That's my fault. I think it's is it Reverge? No, I guess it's yeah, Reverge Labs. I don't. I remember. So the problem is, I know it's not Autumn Games. Definitely keep supporting Autumn Games because they're the current IP holder of Skullgirls. Was it Skybound? No, not Skybound. Um, let me see. Oh, Lab Zero. That's okay. who it is. Lab Zero. I don't really want to get into that topic because there's a lot. It, there's a lot of layers to that, and just know that uh, the guy. What's his name? Hold on. Um, the founder. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk some shit on him real quick because he's a he's a real uh, piece of work. Um. Where is Skullgirl? I I had it and then I lost it. Are you looking for the uh, Mike Zaymont? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Don't support that man. <laughs> Huge asshole. And there there's a lot of there's a lot of video proof and a lot of audio proof of why he's an asshole. However, definitely keep supporting Autumn Games. Support you know other developers like I th- that game is on mobile platforms and is, I think made by Autumn Games on the mobile platforms hmm. so you can support them on there. Um, but yeah, fuck him. Um, but yeah, you'll see in the the video games industry all the time like mass layoffs of studios and whatnot when big projects aren't being worked on. So like, I think they would be smart to get the ball rolling on a studio and just kind of have it in their pocket. Right. Because oh, yeah. they they already kind of seen their money, their their investment of money come back with uh, Kojima. Right. I feel like Death Stranding sold really well for them oh, and, yeah. and definitely produced a lot of money. Um, So I feel like if you have like, you know, maybe like a skeleton of a studio set up and just we're like, hey, we're going to pick people out as people get laid off. Bring them on in. Make something. Um, That would be really smart. Um, but I see too here you wrote down some developers you'd like to see them acquire. I don't know if you want to uh, yes. dive into that a little bit. So I also wanted to mention because you brought up the success with uh, Kojima Productions. Uh, they've also Insom- Insomniac Games that purchase has made its money like tenfold at this point. They ended up purchasing it actually in this same uh, report. Uh, the acquisition was uh, detailed. For two hundred and twenty nine million dollars or twenty five million yen, uh, roughly. So and from 
Spider-Man to now Ratchet and Clank and Miles Morales, like they are clicking on all cylinders. So, but there are some studios that are kind of being linked pretty quickly to this because obviously, you know, you hear this, this story hits the internet and everyone's throwing out every single name. So yeah. there are, I'll start with the ones like you mentioned that are kind of in this weird uh, limbo state where they're just, they're being bounced all around. And though the two top can, candidates from that are WB games, who is in a really weird place. Cause Warner brothers uh, was ready to completely sell off everything. Mm-hmm. Like they were like fully ready to sell. And now they're kind of backtracking from that. So, you know, so th- that's confusing. So maybe that's not as likely, but one that's a little bit more likely might be IO interactive uh, known for the Hitman series. And I believe they own that IP uh, because they, yeah. they've bounced around with it. Uh, so, they were originally with square Enix. Then mm-hmm. that fell through uh, actually square Enix sold them to. So I forget who they sold them to, uh, but well, was, sold them to free was, up cash for Avengers. What was weird with with IO right is and this is the same thing and I, and I think we can add this developer to the list of possibilities. Square Enix and their measure of a game success is really weird. It is right. So like, even though like like Crystal Dynamics right is the is the studio that I'm talking about that I think Sony could a hundred percent pick up in the future. Only because, you know, they're they're mainly known for, for Tomb Raider. They've had other games in the past, like Gex, the uh, undercover Gecko, <laughs> which needs to make a comeback on PS5. But, like, Tomb Raider, I feel like, is one of those large franchises that's always been tied to the PlayStation name, as well as Hitman, right? These were both developers. Well, Crystal D is still with um, Square. IO is no longer with Square. Because for whatever reason, when they make these games and they sell really well... Square is still like, hmm, didn't sell enough, commercial failure. And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, so they, they shed IO because apparently Hitman wasn't selling enough to their liking. Um, and I feel like the same thing is going to happen with Crystal D in the near future as well because the Avengers game is looking like complete and utter garbage. And I feel like that game's actually not going to sell well. And Square Enix hasn't been in the best position fiscally in the past decade i'd say um ff7 remake definitely pumped a lot of money back into them um as well as all these re-releases and remakes of classic jrpgs so we got like the saga collection coming out soon we had collection of mana come out um all the dragon quest stuff come out so like i feel like they could shed a couple developers and be fine so I think like IO and Crystal D would definitely have a, a good home on, on Sony. And Square Enix has a very deep history with PlayStation going back to Kingdom Hearts and like you said, Final Fantasy, where something can really, really happen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after IO Interactive, then one that used to be, this used to be like everyone was waiting for PlayStation to buy Capcom and Sega. But that kind of never happened as they started to make their comeback. So that's less likely. But, you know, it, it could always still happen. You know, it's it, they have been, I'm sure PlayStation has been trying to get them forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure. But other ones that are, you know, more up and coming, 
uh, studios that are being linked a lot. Uh, two of them that have already been working a lot with PlayStation are Housemark, uh, who made Resogun, uh, and also they're making Returnal, and then uh, Bluepoint. Oh, they're making Returnal? Yes, they are. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, and that looks really, really good. Uh, wow, that's them. That's that's hilarious because like Resogun is like this tiny little like you know. <laughs> yeah, it really is like, like a Returnal. huge glow up. It's uh, crazy. And then uh, Bluepoint, those two soft uh, companies have been working with PlayStation for like ever. I'm I was actually very surprised to find out that PlayStation doesn't already own Bluepoint. Well, Bluepoint isn't a. Develop. I don't want to say they're not a developer because they very much are, right? Yeah, they're, but they they're, they're do... remasters. Like they they remake games. That like that's yeah. their specialty. I don't think because I'm looking up their Wikipedia right now. I don't know if they ever done anything. I I think it's been like a long time. So it looks like they did one, and it was called Blast Factor on the PS3. Yeah. But looking at their their entire collection, and it seems like everything else that they've ever done have been ports or separate versions of games. So they ported. All Stars Battle Royale, the Vita. Yes, that um, was they're the responsible start. for the Nathan Drake collection, the Gravity Rush remastered for PS4, Shadow of the Colossus for PS4, uh, Demon Souls. Oh, they actually they're doing the the Demon Souls remake, mm-hmm. which is really really good. So they do a lot of ports and collections. So, and it's been all Sony stuff, and they've they've done exclusive stuff with Sony except for Titanfall which they did port of the original game released for Microsoft Windows and Xbox One to the 360. Yes. Which I didn't realize that game came out for the 360 <laughs> until now, um, which is great because I love Titanfall. Um, so yeah, that'd be, I feel like that'd be a, an easy pick for them to, to grab because, you know, I feel like there's still a lot of unexplored niche titles in the PlayStation library that they could definitely port over. Oh my, especially um, if PlayStation Studios had like full control like I, I would be just blown away by like I just feel like they would pick like so many uh, like treasured games. Like maybe we'll finally actually get like a Parappa the Rapper remake or something like that. Like I really feel like PlayStation would go into its pocket, like go into the back pocket and pull out some like really like good classics that haven't been touched. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you know, I mean, stuff that comes to mind for me is I'd love to see like. Uh, a remaster or a collection of uh, the Dark Cloud games. Mm-hmm. If anybody remembers those, I, I personally love them. Um, Tomba, the series Tomba, which is another classic in my opinion. Um, even like if they brought maybe them in to do other stuff too, like I don't know, maybe work together with Capcom and porting over some of the PS1 Mega Man games or you know stuff like that. So that'd be an easy acquisition for them. I feel like that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to also, I just looked up, Bluepoint has around 100 employees in total. If they joined PlayStation Studios, I think that would quickly jump up to, like, 400. Oh, yeah. So, I'm, like, they could literally quadruple their staff, and I I just think it would be so amazing. The one downside, I would imagine, and this is why the Insomniac purchase took forever, is they probably like that they have the ability to choose what projects they take on. If they mm-hmm. join PlayStation Studios, they they would probably lose that. Yeah. Um, but just looking at the rest of the list that you wrote down here, um, I see one that you wrote down that has a slash that I half agree with what you wrote. 
So for those of you who aren't currently reading our Google Doc, uh, Jordan <laughs> wrote down Capcom slash Sega. Um, Capcom, I could 100% see um, Sony absorbing. Although I will say in recent years, they've been like, I would have said that was an easy yeah, pick they, for them. They've been maybe making their like, comeback. Yeah, maybe like end of PS3, beginning of PS4 era. But now they're actually getting their shit together. Except for Street Fighter. But they're <laughs> they're getting their shit together pretty much. With some of their other games that they've been putting out recently. It's been rocky, I will say. There's been some hits, there's been some misses. Um, but overall, they seem like they're on the right track. Um, the other one, Sega, that would shock me. That would be a huge thing because Sega's a huge like they're they're actually pretty big now. They like, got again. IPs as well. Yeah. Like there there's um, a lot. Because you got to remember, Sega not is not only Sega at this point, but it's also Atlas. And mm-hmm. when you're talking Atlas and Sega, right, you're talking like some of the biggest Japanese franchises in in, in PlayStation's collection. You're talking uh, Yakuza. You're talking Persona. You're talking uh, the new series that they they streamed off of the Yakuza series called Judgment. Yeah. Um, I mean, goes without saying Sonic the Hedgehog, even though Sonic's been shit for the past <laughs> decade. Um. And now, more recent years, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, um, which is now stateside. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't think that would ever happen because I think Sega, Sega probably. Yeah, I think the the goal for PlayStation there would be to get Atlas. Well, like, here's here's the thing with Sega, right? I feel like Sega's in a great position right now because they they probably in Japan, right? Like. Most console install base in Japan is PlayStation or Nintendo's, yeah, like Nintendo systems. Um, so Sega really can have that like foothold with PlayStation without actually having to be underneath that umbrella and having to be to their constraints. Oh yeah. So I think I think Sega would be smarter to just kind of stay by themselves and you know just release because they're I, I would say in Japan at least they're already kind of like on that exclusivity basis because nobody buys xboxes yeah um it's a little bit different in america but you know looking at the persona series that series except for the labyrinth series which is a 3ds game mm-hmm. um has mostly been a sony exclusive console exclusive uh for the time being we did just get persona 4 golden on uh pc but we're talking console exclusivity which P4 Golden was originally a Vita exclusive. The entire Persona, mainline Persona series, and I know somebody will probably call me on this because I feel like I'm wrong saying this, but the entire mainline Persona series has been exclusive to PlayStation as well as most of the SMT games. Um, there are SMT games on the 3DS now, though, um, and the new SMT game coming out for the Switch and not PlayStation. Um, but the original SMT games originally exclusive to the PlayStation. We're getting Nocturne now on the Switch as well. Um, but the mainline Persona games, at least, are exclusive to uh, to Sony. And even other games that they've made in the past, like Atlas made that game 3D.GameHeroes, mm-hmm. which I believe was a Sony exclusive. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I don't think Sega is in a position where they would need to sell, because they're pretty pretty good right now i'd say yeah that's one of those things where it is like they they just have the history other than that like it's there's nothing else really to go off of other than their extensive history Mm -hmm. uh but another studio that they've been working a lot with much more recently is from software that's another one that's being brought up a lot because obviously they did bloodborne you have blue point games now remaking demon souls so that's another hot contender and two small studios that they could invest in and try to grow 
is Ember Labs, who are making, uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I, I had it before and I lost it. I think it's uh, Nana, the uh, Bridge of Souls. Um, mm-hmm. But Ember Labs was originally, they made a very, a very popular Majora's Mask fan film. It's Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Sorry, I was close, but I was wrong. Okay. Kena, Bridge is that of the Spirits. game that's coming out, though, too? They're making a game called Kena? Yes, no, that's the that's the game that they're doing, and it's exclusively on PlayStation. They're a pretty small indie studio, but mm-hmm. it's like they're really talented. It's like really impressive mm-hmm. uh, how it looks, at least. So it's it's really been like just that. I don't think oh, yeah. I don't it's, even it's think they have it on the game. Uh, it's a fourteen-person independent studio based in LA. Yeah. But... Uh, wow. So this game actually does look pretty good, and it did catch my attention at the the Sony event. Mm-hmm. Um. So I the this game is on my radar, even though I'm not the biggest Zelda fan. I feel like this is going to be like, like a it's a Zelda game without being a Zelda game, which is like the best Zelda game for me because it'll actually have content. <laughs> <laughs> um, Could not agree but, with that more. Uh, and then. But yeah. Uh, another uh, studio that they could uh, invest in is Young Horse Games, most notably known for Octodad and Bug Snacks. Who I don't remember if Octodad ever made it on to to Xbox. Did um, it? I think it did. Let's. I think Octodad is on everything. Deadliest uh, catch. It's on the Switch, Windows, Linux, Mac. Uh, what else we got here? Yeah, so it's on Windows OS 10. Which it is on the 11. Xbox One and Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> oh yeah, that's a limited run thing. I forgot about that. There was a whole issue with that. <laughs> so, but so, Bug Snacks is completely on uh on PS5 as of uh, right now. Anyway, as of right now, there have not been any announcements to uh to change that. So you know that. But that's another one that, you know, that would make a lot of sense for them, honestly, to pick up like, yeah. a small indie studio with like a really strong IP. Because that's that's what Sony's all about at the end of the day are those those IPs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's another rumored PlayStation State of Play uh, on September 9th, which uh, if you're a PlayStation fan, you know, the significance of that date is the original launch day of the PS1. Um, so the rumor is that we're going to get the release date, price, some new stuff. So who knows? We could we could see one of these developers very much get picked up. I, I have not seen that. And you literally just took my breath away. Like, I, <laughs> I really freaking hope I am like, I I feel like we the, have the Dave have Chappelle. Seven... I feel no, like the have... skit from Dave Chappelle where he's got like the, the cocaine all around like his, like his <laughs> nose. and lips. Y'all got any more of those <laughs> y'all, PlayStation? Directs? Y'all got any more state of plays? Yeah, no. So that's that's could be on the horizon. We we have today's thirty first. When this launches, it'll be the first. So as of this recording, we have nine days for them to well eight days, I guess, because you can't announce it on the same day. Uh, eight days for them to announce a a direct, and we're getting close. Like we every time we talk about the next gen, we we always say we're getting closer and closer, and uh, we're definitely you know getting down to the wire here. Um, but uh, hey, I wish. I don't know if you can edit it, this in, but I wish we could edit in the fucking um, the people's court music for this whenever we update on Apple versus Epic because I feel like this is hilarious. Let's kind of introduce it as like a update for the 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 massive court battle between these two billion and trillion dollar companies. Um, <laughs> but we have an update 
for Apple versus Epic. I know you're all on the edge of your seats and excited. Um, it's actually a, a good, good update because it neither benefits Apple or Epic. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with <laughs> I'm happy with this update. So Apple restore oh, Apple was forced to uh, keep the Unreal developer tools available uh, to developers who are currently using the Unreal Engine, which is great. Right, like I feel like there's a lot of d- people, small developers who use the Unreal Engine, especially on the iPhone. So like keeping those tools tools available is great because now you're not sliding the little guy for these two giants throwing money at each other. However, Apple did have to throw a little jab in there, and they terminated Epic's developer account. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. So <laughs> the pet we gotta. Yeah, we got a small win for the little guy, and then Apple was like, wait a minute, we can just terminate this shit right now. So they did. <laughs> um, it's just hilarious to me. Yeah, and the 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 judge, while protecting that, they still they also gave kind of an opinion where it's like, it's not looking good for, for Epic Games specifically uh, in regards to, like, the, the Fortnite workaround and all that. Like, Yeah, I mean, we like, like, like we talked about this originally. They violated the terms of use. They violated yeah. the terms of service. And as far as I'm concerned, that is a legally binding document that you agree to when you when you buy it something, is. right? It, it truly is legally binding. Like that's part of it. Yeah. Which I mean, like, there's stuff in there that's kind of like, if a lawyer were to to go through it, maybe there's some stuff that like you can't actually legally agree to. But like, just the bare bones skeleton of what they they want you as a developer to to abide to you agreed to it so like oh well you're a shithead guess what you're gonna now never be on an ios device again yeah you know suck an egg that's it (laughs) um so it's interesting but uh and there's actually it's funny too because there was an update that came out recently for fortnite and it's already begun the the split between the ios version and every other version because now does the ios not have the new season Oh my god! It doesn't I, have that Marvel update that just came out. I my uh Grace's cousin's son. So like I don't know. I guess it's technically still her cousin. He's like a, a ten year old kid. Like he is obsessed with Fortnite. I'm sure like mm-hmm. he is not happy. I mean, just download something else. You'll be fine. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh wait, no, they have a PlayStation, so he's probably yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So there's now a a split now where you have players who are the the last. The last battalion of Fortnite players on iOS devices who are now playing on an older version of it, and then everybody else who's having fun. Actually, the best way to represent this is that meme of Squidward looking out the window at SpongeBob <laughs> and Patrick. And uh, yes, Pat uh, Squidward's obviously the iOS players. Now, um, now's the time to hop back on and get some sick battle royales on the iOS. Yeah. Um. So, there's your small Apple versus Epic update. Uh. And dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we need Judge Judy just to scream. <laughs> I, need, I need clip clip of Judge Judy screaming, please. Your case is dismissed. <laughs> Stupid idiot. So the last bit of news that I that I uh, that piqued my interest anyway uh, comes from Namco Bandai and their lovely fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fighters. I don't know. I I don't know. How, that game's been out for like five years now, and I still don't know how to properly pronounce that name. 
don't know if it's Fighters or Fighter Z. I want to call it Fighter Z because that makes more sense to me. I, I've heard truly both. Like I've never yeah. heard that there is a correct way. So yeah. let's just say Fighter Z because that does yeah. make more sense. Fighters, like Fighters, makes phonetic sense, but you don't spell Fighters with a Z. No. Um. So. In the new season update to Dragon Ball Fighters, which I believe this was the one people were excited for, I think it was changing a lot of stuff and actually like trying to make the game better. I don't know if that was this this update or last update. I'm I'm not really in tune with the whole like I'm in tune with like some fighting games, but like Dragon Ball, I'm just not. I don't nearly pay attention to that. Um, mm-hmm. but they basically they they've instituted a new banning system that punishes rage quitters. And uh, let me, cause I'm not sure if it's a first offense thing or not, but basically there is an, uh, a dialogue box that opened up, I think it was today, um, where if you are found to be rage quitting, it can result in a one week, ban- uh, one week suspension and then can eventually, uh, if you keep doing it, ev- evolve into an overall just total, you're never playing online again, ban. That, that's, uh, for for online matches, that's crazy. Um, so par- according to this this article from Polygon, initial reaction from players to the change, based on the subreddit for Dragon Ball Fighters Fighter Z, appears to be positive. Uh, so quitting games mid match typically when a player is losing is a persistent problem in competitive games, which yes, it is. Uh, in fighting games, developers have tried a variety of solutions to deter players from quitting matches, including putting them in quitters jail, shaming them with display badges, and making their heads explode in-game, of course. Um, so here's my thing. Um, I understand rage quitting. People rage quitting is, is a huge annoyance, right? Because you'll you'll find that in a in a variety of games. I mean, it's not even like a problem that's exclusive to fighting games, right? Yeah, it's every like, game. Yeah, I've seen my fair share of people rage quitting Fall Guys, like... <laughs> you know, just it just be like that sometimes when you're on the blue team and they're on the yellow team and you're you're up eight to zero, they start leaving. <laughs> You've crushed their spirit, <laughs> right? <laughs> like these things just happen. Um, but specifically for fighting games, this happens a lot. Um, I I don't necessarily agree with the severity of what they're doing here, because yeah, perma ban seems like very harsh. Well, even a one week ban seems very harsh, right? I feel like it does. Mm-hmm. Because, like, because I mean, I don't know if it's a a a, per, a temporary ban isn't new. Like Rocket no. League does it, uh, Overwatch does it. You know, hell, so, like Ape, so many... I mean, does it too? I I remember I quit. I didn't realize that I actually had to wait for my squad to wipe an Apex before I could leave a match. Really, of, uh, competitive, and I left a match early one time, and I had like a thirty minute uh suspension i couldn't play anything it wasn't just ranked mode. i couldn't play anything oh, for 30 minutes and i was like oh shit. yeah i didn't even realize that but um my thing is right i don't know if it detects repeated behavior which makes more sense right i feel like if you you know if they sense that you're you're playing the game and maybe you know out of the 20 matches you played you quit out of 19 of them because you're rage quitting sure maybe a day or two you know 48 hours i feel like a week is a bit much um but my thing is, is how frequently do you have to do this for them to to flag your account for a ban? Because the other thing is, is this game doesn't have the best netcode. And I can see that there's going to be a lot of players possibly getting banned mistakenly because maybe Ooh, their yeah. connection drops. You know, 
Yeah, that's that's going to be rough. So and, that's my thing is like how how do you filter out what's a legitimate rage quit and what's a connection drop? Mhm. I guess there there's probably a way to to determine. I guess like if, for one if they're winning it wouldn't get flagged. Mhm. Uh just at all. But I'm sure there's other ways that they could determine it. But Yeah. But yeah, the the vague worse of the you of the word repeatedly is worrisome. Yeah, because again, what do you what do you consider repeatedly? Is, uh, yeah, I, is that three I, I or is it thirty? I don't know. I, I feel like Call of Duty used to have a system where, like, if you quit out, like, did didn't they take like XP away from you? I think Halo did, did that. I know, I know, Halo did that. Call of Duty did did that as well to XP penalty and you and it, the game counts as a loss. Yeah, I think it'd be funnier instead of like enacting like a ban. If like, all right, you can play. But for the next 30 minutes, like your X buttons is dead. <laughs> like, good luck. Good luck mid punching, bitch. Oh you my quit God. out <laughs> just to make them even more pissed off. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird because like I said, too, like there's other games that like I feel like if this was adopted, the, the entire fan base would just not be able to play the game like like Smash, like like, yeah. like Smash players between rage quitting and just poor net code. Like, people would be dropping left and right, and everybody's getting banned, and all of a sudden, like, Nintendo's like, why the fuck ain't nobody playing online? Sir, they're all banned. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> That's crazy. They've all been um, banned. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it, the one week is kind of severe, but then again, too, like, I, I gotta see... I don't know if they mention... They don't mention in the actual uh, Verge article, or Polygon article, rather, uh, how often it has to, di- how often disconnecting will do it. Um, well, no, but uh, uh, like the 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 people behind uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, ha- like they haven't said, like they just said if it yeah. happens repeatedly, like they don't they don't clarify what repeatedly is to them. Yeah, so, like that was the quote that Polygon was given. Um. So yeah, I guess maybe you know what I'll do. I have Dragon Ball Fighter Z for both PlayStation and PC. I'll just I should just test this myself. You really just should. see how long it takes me to get a one week ban. <laughs> just come back for science reasons. So like, hey, uh, quit twenty times and I got a one week ban, and then it won't affect me because I don't fucking play the game anyway. Uh, Go all the way for the perma ban. Yeah, fuck it, let's just do it. <laughs> okay, I broke it down to a science: 30, 30 quits for a week, ninety quits for a perma ban in a row. It probably um, isn't even going to be that many. It, it, I I have a feeling it is going to be like ten. Yeah, maybe. But uh, but yeah. So I thought that was interesting and a definitely an aggressive way to combat that. But maybe maybe aggression is kind of what you need for that because if you're if you're too light in those situations, you know people might not care. Like it, it, you can kind of like look at like real life scenarios with this. Like if you know. If the if the penalty now I'm not I'm not trying to compare murder to to quitting out of a Dragon Ball game, <laughs> but if the penalty for murder was like a ten dollar fine, like if people <laughs> I feel like murder would happen a lot more frequently. It, yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> so like the aggressiveness will maybe deter people quitting out of the game. Yeah, um, no, it, it that that's honestly my initial reaction is like if I were playing that game, I would just never leave ever like. I would be so scared of accidentally leaving or whatever. Yeah, but then there's some people who are just like, you know, who they just get blind rage and be like, ah, fuck it, and then quit, and then get even more mad when they're banned for a week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, as far as 
news goes. I believe that's all the stuff that I saw this week. I mean, we had some other stuff from Gamescom that was announced. Um, we didn't see. We got some information about the new Call of Duty coming out, but I'd rather wait for the entire reveal of that to talk about that because I know that's like your area of expertise. Yes, so it I is. want like I want your whole. You know, when you have the whole pie to eat, I want I want to hear your your opinion on it and what you think of everything. Yes, once um, once that multiplayer reveal, which will probably be in two episodes, because I think it the multiplayer reveal is the day after episode eight, so it might have to be episode nine that we talk yes. about it. Uh, which that's another thing that's rumored for that Sony uh, state of play is that they're going to show off the, oh. the multiplayer, which makes sense because they've been on Sony's. Train oh, that's for the, the past same couple... date, duh. Yeah, so um, that'll be interesting to see. But like I said, I want to hear, I want to hear your ramblings of that because Call of Duty is very much your wheelhouse. I I got out of the game for many many iterations and just yeah. recently picked it back up with Modern Warfare, and I'm more excited for this one because mm-hmm. it's a direct sequel to Black Ops One, and I love Black Ops One. So like I I wasn't that excited going into Modern Warfare because like you know like. I, I was in the habit after, like, Modern Warfare 3 where, like, every single Call of Duty, it was, like, you know, it filled me with promise and then it crushed me. And yeah. then this was the first time where I was not filled with promise. And I was like, you know what? I'll legitimately wait until Christmas for it. And that's what I did. Like, I did end up waiting until Christmas. And, like, go figure, this is the one time where it did, like, follow through. Yeah, no, it's a very... But Treyarch has always been on a higher level than all the other studios. Yeah, hundred like, percent. I couldn't agree more. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Um, but uh, unless you had any other things that you had on your mind that you want to talk about, I think that wraps it up for this week. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so, thank you everybody for listening to us this week, as always. Uh, you can find us on your favorite podcast app of choice, which actually I just got an uh, email this past week from Anchor, and we are now officially available on Apple Podcasts. Oh, I, I think was the say. last. I think that was the last major platform we weren't available on. It was, yeah. It was we and a bunch of minor ones too. Like yeah. we're, we're on Spotify, we're on now Apple, we're on Google Podcasts, but then we were also on like Stitcher. Yeah, the last one we're not on is Castbox. <laughs> I don't know what Castbox is. Yeah, there's like four other ones that we're on that I've legitimately never heard of, and I immediately forgot them as soon as I closed the tab. Rock. Some would say rock the Castbox. Uh. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're not on there. So I'm sorry if you're trying to listen to us on Castbox. I apologize. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to settle for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts. One of those. <laughs> However, will you listen to us? um but uh yeah so you can find bento box gaming on facebook instagram at bento b gaming we're on twitter at bento b gaming um you'll get uh, all of our notifications for tournaments there um like i said nothing nothing in person has started again yet um in our state alone i know we just got the okay to have a limited capacity of indoor dining um and gyms are reopening as well so I assume with that, we'll eventually be able to go back to our, our stomping grounds at the brewery that we normally host these at, as well as uh, TAP Esports in Philadelphia, which we've mentioned here before. But again, we're going to be very cautious moving forward with this and just weigh out the pros and the cons yeah. and, and see how that goes. Now, if you want to hear more from me, 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the mechanic at T H E M E C H A N I C K. Um, you'll see my ramblings on there and just, uh, my random 2 AM tweets. Just, I, I randomly tweeted saying cornbread the other day because I was just <laughs> a big fan of cornbread and felt like I needed a shout out. Uh, Jordan, where can the people find you? You can find me at OTFJORDON, at OTFJordan on Twitter. And I also want to shout out Nick's uh, new profile picture. Oh, yeah? Like, that 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 was a fire photograph. Like, I, I excuse me for, like, you know, the propane leak, but I'm going to gas you up. Like, so here, here's the thing. And I'm, I'm going to go off on a small tangent here real quick. I randomly just busted that out. There was no planning to that. <laughs> Uh, I was walking Cooper River, and I was trying out my new Pixel Buds, which are fantastic, by the way. Um, and I'm also I'm using my new headphones, and I was using my new phone that I just got too. And I was like, huh, I wonder how good the front-facing camera is, and just busted out one. And I was like, this is the first time in history that I've busted out a selfie just on the spot and have enjoyed it. So I was like, all right, cool, we're gonna use this. So I'm actually I'm very proud of that <laughs> of that you, picture. You you should be like I said, but it, it is biography cover worthy. Well, I'll have to do something biography worthy for us to write a book for. You already have. (laughs) But uh, as always, leave us uh, feedback. Always trying to get better, learn more, do more. And if you have any questions for us, submit the questions at our Gmail. uh, Gmail, It's uh, bentobgaming at gmail.com. I would love to hear from many of you if you have any questions for us, what we think on certain topics. And uh, until next week. I have to gather up some Dragon Ball cosplayers to play the game in real life and beat each other up because we're all banned from online play. See you all next week.